Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Lower Platte South NRD's podcast. This is your host, Mackenzie Berry, the Lower Platte South NRD's Environmental Education and Communications Coordinator. I'm here today with Bryce Jensen, Operations and Maintenance Technician. Bryce is responsible for maintenance on our urban channels through Lincoln and also our NRD trails. In the winter, he gets to monitor the ice on the Lower Platte River for us. Bryce, thanks for agreeing to chat with me today about the ice monitoring our NRD does on the Platte River during the colder months. You're welcome. So Bryce, let's start off with why does the NRD monitor ice on the Lower Platte River? We are monitoring to know when the river freezes over. When that happens, then in the spring, as temperatures warm up, ice breaks loose, and you can have the potential for ice jams and flooding. Of course, with flooding comes property damage and infrastructure damage. Ideally, you want the ice to float and keep moving, not turn into an ice jam. What is an ice jam? An ice jam is ice flowing in the river that becomes stationary in the channel, and it blocks the flow of water. Since there's moving water behind it, you get other pieces of ice piling up on top of each other and it creates a dam. And I'm just visualizing this, and then what happens is the water builds up behind it, and you might have more ice moving down the channel, and that additional ice piles up on top of that, and you've got this ice jam that's formed, and then that's when we get the potential for flooding. Correct. So are there other agencies that we partner with to monitor the ice, and who are they? Yes, other agencies are NRD-wise, the Central Platte NRD, the Papio Missouri River NRD, and the uh, Lower Platte North. County Emergency Management Areas, Nebraska Game and Parks, National Weather Service, Nebraska DNR, USGS, Army Corps of Engineers, and NEMA. When does the monitoring start and end? Monitoring usually starts mid to late December and ends whenever there is an ice out or the river becomes free of ice. Keep in mind, sooner colder weather sets in, you have ice that forms. When it consistently stays cold, more ice forms. So, Bryce, weather this year, with warmer temps in January, what does that mean for ice monitoring? Some years are trickier than others. There hadn't been any ice with the warmer temps recently, so there hasn't been anything to report. Sometimes we can get ice early in November, and it will clear itself out, and you don't have any, say, in December, and then right. it gets cold again in January, and right. the river starts making ice again. So really it's when the ice is forming and if it's staying formed and the river is really dependent on what our weather's doing. And this hasn't been a very typical January Nebraska winter. Correct, yeah. <laughs> Right, okay. Bryce, you've mentioned to me before that the State Patrol actually has a role in some of the ice monitoring that's done. Would you like to talk a little bit about that? Yes, so something interesting is in the partnership, the State Patrol uses their helicopter to go up and take aerial photos and videos of the river just before it freezes. This allows us to see where the main channel in the river is. Once the ice forms on the river, sometimes it becomes difficult to see where and how the river flows in its channel. We use that information from these pictures as reference points. So later on in the colder winter months, if we do have an ice jam that occurs, we know where the channel is if we would need to potentially dislodge it and yes. do and, and make sure that we can take care of that that ice jam. So these pictures really help give a visual and a reference point to where the channel is. Yes, ideally we want the rivers to flush the ice and they will but it depends on how thick that ice is. So Bryce, to clarify, the aerial photography that is used helps show where the open channel was. 
because it is difficult sometimes to see where that channel was once the ice forms on the river. Yes, whether you're going to dynamite or dust to weaken the ice, it should be in a location where there is enough water to move the ice away. The images that the State Patrol provide allows us to see that. So what are you looking for when you're monitoring ice? Ice jams, number one, but also there's three different things. What types of ice and how it is formed, how much of there is flowing in the channel, and how the ice is moving in the channel. Problem areas tend to be the same year after year. We wash these areas to see how the ice is navigating through them. Problem areas usually consist of bridges or islands, sandbars, confluences where two rivers meet and uh, bends in the river. What type of conditions do you monitor for? Based off of our monitoring sheet, there's four conditions that we report on. Freeze up, and that's when the river is making ice and there is ice flowing in the river channel. Uh, the second is intact ice. This period is mostly during your winter months. There's a solid sheet of ice across, or mostly a solid sheet of ice. There can be open areas of water that start and stop within this area. Breakup is the third condition. It's when ice begins to break up, and this is usually a very quick event. And the last is an ice jam. You're going out, you're going to go monitor the ice. What's the typical procedure that you use? Usually we get to the site and drive over the river or pull up to the bridge so we can get a full view of what's going on with the river. Then we pull up to the side, look out over the river, and check off our reporting list. A lot of times we grab a picture, place something in a photo nearby ice to help as a reference point for our reports. Great. Well, that's good to know because sometimes, you know, you take a picture and you can't really tell how big or little something is. So putting something in that picture to show reference for size, is, a, is that makes sense to me. That's a great idea. How often do you go out and monitor the ice? And how many different places do you monitor from? We go out once a week and we have two locations. The Highway 6 Platte River Bridge outside of Ashland and the Highway 50 Bridge outside of Louisville. Sarpy County Emergency Management also reports at these two locations as well. So, Bryce, how do we use this information? Information that we gather and the other different agencies gather is shared within the groups I mentioned earlier. The National Weather Service and Emergency Management Agency for all the counties want to keep everyone safe. If conditions are right for ice jams or flooding, they want to make people aware and warn them appropriately. So, Bryce, conditions are right. We see an ice jam forming. What are some options? One option is to use black coal ash. This is crop dusted onto the ice in the problem area by a plane or a helicopter. Conditions have to be right to use the ash. Ideally, we need some nice sunny days. The sun warms up the black ash, and as it warms, it, the ash causes the ice to weaken and begin to break down. This helps to relieve the water that is dammed up behind it. Sometimes dusting is done to help weaken the ice, but it is not enough alone. So then the other option would be to use explosives. Bryce, who is the lead agency if um, dynamite or explosives need to be used? There is an interlocal agreement between the counties and the NRDs, and the Papio NRD becomes the lead agency to coordinate efforts concerning the ice jams that are occurring that needs dynamite to be dislodged. The Papio NRD has a contact for a helicopter company to come in and drop explosives to loosen or dislodge the ice jam. Some counties and NRDs contribute financially to this agreement. 
Bryce, very interesting. Thanks for sitting down and visiting with me some more about this today and all the work that you do in the NRDs and all the other agencies together to help monitor the ice on the Lower Platte River. Thanks for your time. Yes, thank you.